Amen. God, we just praise you today. We thank you for all you've done. We thank you for all you're going to do. We thank you for what's about to happen and what's about to happen in the lives of your people. The increase of belief and faith for the impossible today. And I give you glory and praise for it in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. I did not expect that. I did not want that. I did. Y'all have given me so much and done so much for us. I didn't want anything. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all are, are amazing. Today, we are going to talk about impossible faith. I'm not talking about faith that's impossible. I'm talking about faith for the impossible. So, for some reason, <clears throat> I don't understand why, I went down to uh, Chesapeake on Friday to do the Raise the Standard Conference, and a Raise the Bar Conference, and uh, I was there, Friday, I drove down Friday morning and drove back last night, got back last night uh, about 11 o'clock. And so, I don't know, I'm full of energy, so praise God for that. Um, so, normally, normally I'll be kind of tired, but I don't know what it is. I think I'm excited about this message. Because I believe after this service today, y'all are going to start believing for some things that maybe that you, 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 just, you have stopped believing in. I believe after this service today, there's going to be so much faith in this room. We're going to go out and change our city and even change our world and definitely change your life. See, there's a lot of things in my life that has impacted my heart and, and made me think and remember things. You know, the day that, that my wedding day, the, the day my kids were born, you know, the, the day that I, I launched Kingdom Life. The day I skydived. Those days I'll remember forever. You know, I'll be excited about that. But there, there was a day when Joshua, you know, last week we talked about Joshua walking around the walls of Jericho. But there's a day that Joshua had that I won't ever forget. It's in Joshua chapter 10, verses 14. It says, There was never, there had never been a day like this before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day. There was something that was so powerful and so awesome that happened that with Joshua that he had, it had never happened before then and has never happened since. As Joshua 10 opens, um, chapter 10 opens, there's five opposing Amorites that, uh, that were planning to attack the Israelites. Joshua decided to strike early. And he says, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to wait for them to strike me. God had already told him that wherever you put your foot that you're gonna, and everybody that you fight, you're going to beat up and, and smash and crush. So he already knew that he was going to win the, the end game. So he said, I want to attack them early. And so we can stop right there at this little stop and, 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 and learn something, that we shouldn't wait for the enemy to attack us. We should attack the enemy. And what I mean by that is whenever temptation starts to come, don't wait for it to come and attack you. Go ahead and take authority. Say, no, 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 not today, Satan. You know, when you see a situation arising and you see temptation coming, go ahead and, and jump on that and say no. And get, get, get ahead, jump on it. I found out that if I can see something, a thought, an action or whatever, if I can feel something coming, if I go ahead and jump ahead of it and go ahead and rebuke it, then the devil's he, he's on his back foot. He's, he don't know what to do because he was ready to come in like a storm. And when you have already slapped him a couple times, he, don't, he just wants to run and tuck his tail and, and get away. So we need to attack the enemy before he attacks us. So as soon as you have a thought, don't wait for it to sit there and, and, and meditate on it and all that kind of stuff. When you see a situation coming in, 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 your, in, your, in your life, you see someone that always makes you mad. As soon as they come through the door, say, you know what? You know, hey, God bless them today. Go ahead, and, go ahead and attack the enemy. You know, hey, today's going to be a great day. I'm not going to get rattled by that today, and I thank you, God, for that. Go ahead and allow that to happen ahead of time, okay? So not today, Satan. But in, in, in uh, Joshua 10 and 8, 
It says, do not be afraid of them. This is what Jesus was telling Joshua. The Lord told him. The, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand against you. What a victory. I mean, one translation says your th- they will all be under your thumb. I love that, 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 that he has so much power. They said, look, where, whenever every, everybody you get into, you're going to just conquer. You're just going to crush them, dude. I mean, what kind of confidence does that give you? That the Lord God says, you know, you're going to go into battle, and you're just going to smash every one of them. That, that would, just, would, that, would you not feel good in going into battle like that? And that, hey, would you not feel comfortable in, in attacking them early and saying, hey, we're just going to go on now and do it? I'm not going to wait. Well, see, I believe today that, 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 that God is telling some of you in this very room, don't be afraid. I've given you the victory. There's some stuff that you've been thinking about in your life, and you're worried, and you're, you're doubting if you're going to be able to win the battle. But I'm here to tell you today that God says, I've given you the victory. You are an overcomer. But at dawn, the Israelites, they surprised this, this sneak attack. Now, why were they being attacked? Or why were these, these Amorites coming? Well, because the Gibeons, the Gibeonites, they, they came to, to Joshua and said, Hey, we're from a land far away, and we want to help you, and we want to be with you, and dwell with you, and we want to join arms with you, you know, and we want to live with you. And they're like, Okay, well, so Joshua said, Okay, why don't we just make a pact, a treaty, not to be against each other? And so because the Gibeonites had already heard that God had given Joshua power over all, all that, that area. And so they came over and joined them. And then after they signed the treaty, then all of a sudden, Joshua found out that the Gibeonites were not from far away. They were from next door. They were right, just right close to them. But he had already signed the treaty. So he, 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 didn't, he didn't go against them. Now, 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 but the Amorites and all these, uh, these other ites, you know, they, they, were, they were coming and saying, you know what? Hey, that makes us mad. He signed a treaty with them, but he's going to try to come take us. So let's go destroy Gideon and the Gibeonites. And let's go, go on down there now and try to do that. So, so what happens is Joshua decides to go attack them early. Now, God had already told them, you're going you're to smash them. You're going to take, take control over them. But then what, what happens next? I love how God tells, you know, God tells us all the time, the battle's not yours. You know, I'm going to fight your battles. I'll fight your battles. We say, yeah, all he wants you to do is say, okay, Lord, I'm going to win. He wants us to take a step in faith and start fighting. Okay, but, and, and then he can take it from there. How is that? Well, Joshua chapter 10 and 11, it says, And the Amorites retreated down the road um, to, to Beth Haran. The Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm from heaven that continued until they reached Azekai. The, the hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the sword. So he's sitting there, and they're getting ready to fight, and they're fighting, and they're killing people. And God's like, I'm tired of being on the sidelines. I want to help you out. I want to go ahead and, and go ahead and take care of this right now and, and help, help, to, help defeat them. And so he sends big old, like, big, huge snowballfuls of, of, of um, hail, and he just, he just brings hail down on them, and, 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 and it kills more than they have killed with the sword. So he like totally just helped out and just did so much right there. And I think that's amazing that, you know, you know we, we often think that we're going to fight the battle long. But God's like, no, I'm going to be right in the middle of this thing with you. I'm going to help you. I'm not just going to sit on the sidelines and say, hey, I taught you. You go ahead and do it. I'm going to be in this fight with you. But then the sun began to come down. And when the sun started to set, Joshua had a, had a, uh, uh, a decision. He said, you know, if, if the sun goes down... I'm pretty much defeated these guys, but what's going to happen is they're going to scurry all into the night, and I might have to come back tomorrow and try to defeat them, or some might get away for a while, you know, and I have to come back at some point and defeat them. So I don't know what to do. 
So he was in a, he was in a, he was in a pickle, a quandary. You know, and here's where his incredible faith kicks in. And to me, I think, I think Joshua had some of the biggest faith of anybody in the Bible. And I tell you, when, when you hear this prayer, you'll see why. You know, have you ever felt hopeless and overwhelmed? You know, matter of fact, have you ever been like Joshua and think, hey, these guys are coming to fight me, but, but really I caused this because I, I, I did a treaty with the Gibeonites, and if I hadn't have done that, maybe they wouldn't be coming after me right now. Have you ever done something in your life and asked God to help you, but you realize God, I need your help, but I'm the one that caused this in the first place. You know, God's not intimidated by you asking him to help you, even when you call something. God's like, you know what? It's okay. I, I, I'm your father, and I want to help you. So they're sitting there, and, and, and what, in this moment, what does he do? He sizes up the situation, he, and he's, he got there in front of all the Israelites and prayed a prayer. Now, he didn't go to the side and say, God, because he was concerned that maybe God wouldn't do it or whatever. He didn't say, God, I just want you to help me and help me beat these guys. No, he stood up in front of all of Israel, all the Israelites. And here's what he said in Joshua 10 and 12. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory of the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all of Israel. Here's what he said. <clears throat> Let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Ajalon. Okay, he asked God to stop the universe from spinning. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not what happened. Maybe God just put his hand there and held the sun in place. Or maybe God just, just stopped it. I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. But the thing is, is all, I was, all I know, the rest of the day, the sun stayed there until he finished beating up and defeating the, the, the Amorites. I mean, what an incredible, he didn't ask God, you know, we believe God for prayers and say, hey, God, heal my foot, touch my body, do this kind of stuff. He said, stop the sun. I mean, what kind of faith is that? Now, I, I, you know, a lot of times we feel like we don't deserve it. That's why. Well, because God, you've been good to me enough. And so here we are sitting there saying, you know, he, he said, look here, I, everywhere you, you put your foot, you're going to smash those people. So he's already, God's already given him victory. So sometimes we don't pray good prayers of faith because we feel like God's already blessed us enough. God, you've already done something. You've already gave me victory over everybody. But no, no, Joshua says, stop the sun. Stop it. And it stayed there the whole day. See, bold prayers honor God, and God will honor bold prayers. I think, honestly, between me and you guys, I think God is tired of our little prayers. I feel like he's saying, do you, he, he's, he's like, I'm tired of being your little God. And what, what, what do you mean? I know you're, yeah, but you, you're only asking for little things from me. And you think I'm only this big. I am a God of impossibility. I can do the impossible. I can stop the sun. I created the universe. Don't you think I have control over the universe? I can do what I want to do. And you're all the time going around asking me for these small little prayers, and that's fine if that's what you need, but I want you to start thinking bigger. I think the whole reason for this scripture and this whole this story being told is to try to get us to start asking more impossible prayers. Why, you know, why, do, we not, why do we not have the, we, we say, we don't see the impossible happen no more. Why? Because we don't pray for the impossible no more. That's exactly why we don't see it. Nobody has the faith to pray for the impossible no more. I know it don't make sense, but you know what? God says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Joshua 10, 13 to 14 says, The sun stayed in the middle of the sky, and it did not set on a normal day. It has never been a day like this before or since. When the Lord answered such a prayer, surely God was fighting. Do I think that God actually stopped the world from spinning on an axis? I don't know. I don't care. All I know is it stopped. 
Well, Pastor Doug, do you believe? Look here. The Bible's either, either all true or it's not true. Okay, and if it's not true, let's just, why are we here today? Let's just shut down church and go on out and have some good food. And enjoy yourself. See what I'm saying? So, so, so the thing is, I don't have an idea, but I know that God is good. Uh, but I do believe that if God is the creator of the universe, why can he not stop the sun? If God has a power to raise his son from the dead, can he not stop the sun? Can he not do things for you? If God can take, take 68 people, and, and most of them couples, on, on a Sunday night over here at, at the church we're, we're believing God for, and out, out of about 55 givers or so, he can raise $23,000? That's a miracle. Can he not stop the sun? You know, maybe instead of trying to figure everything out, we just need to accept it and start believing and, and, and doing what God wants us to do. And maybe we need to start having the same kind of faith. Wouldn't you like to, believe, wouldn't you like to, to, to have that kind of faith, that audacious faith? Because, see, we all have a measure. The Bible says we all have a measure of faith. Everybody has a measure of faith. And then it says if, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Okay, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. But if you have audacious faith, you can stop the sun. Amen? See, I believe that, that lives are going to change. I believe there are people in this, in, this, in this city that if we can cry out and say, God, I believe that you're going to save people that are out here on these streets and, and out here in the community, God, that are lost and hopeless without, without any kind of hope that you can save their lives and you can change them around. I believe you can do that, God. I'm having faith for that. I believe that, that those out there with addiction, yes, we have an opioid crisis in North Carolina and in Wilmington. Let's just don't pray that God saves those and helps those. Let's just pray that God dispels the opioid crisis, that there is no more crisis here anymore with that, that there is not a violence crisis no more, that God shuts it all down. And if other cities pray it or not, that's up to them. But we need to have audacious faith and say, God, stop the crisis here. Don't let that be here. Let this be a city of love. Let this be a city of compassion let this be a city where we have faith to believe for the impossible i can't get nobody else to do it but if we can do it we can do it and i'm sorry i don't i don't mean to get too excited there i'm not screaming i'm just real passionate about it because i believe i believe this is going to set people free you know i was so offended at myself when i started really studying the scripture of, of, of the audacious faith that that he had and i think about man i i don't even ask god for hard stuff it's hard for me, but it's not even hard for him. When are we going to get to the place, and, and, and I don't want to say, I, I use the word challenging just so you understand what I mean. We're, we're not even challenging God. He's got so much power in who he is. We're asking God to do these small things, and when we can ask God to do bigger things. You know, why, why just, God, save everybody in this church? Why not save everybody in this city? God, God, pour out, we, we always say, God, pour out revival in our church or our city. Why don't we say, God, pour out revival in North Carolina? No, God, pour out revival on the United States. No, God, send your revival across the world. Why can't we pray? If God can stop the sun. But Pastor Doug, you're, you're talking a little extreme. God, stop the sun, please. Is that not extreme? we got to have audacious faith. we got to get up to the plate and know that we're going to make a home run. Okay? You know, it's, it's like, you know, you ever seen a professional baseball player walk up? To the plate and get right there, and, and or maybe not in professional, but we when we play softball, they always did. They did there, and they would they would like they would point. That's where it's going to go. But not only did they know they're going to make a home run, they knew where they're going to put it. They were that good. Okay, I think we need to walk up with two baseball bats and say, "Bam!" <laughs> Satan is going both ways. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that. 
You know, just bring them at me. I just, poof, hit them both. You know, I think we, I think we need to walk up to the devil and say, you know, uh-uh, who do you think you are? No, I got audacious faith. I'm going to ask God for two things. And God's going to do it, but we got to have the faith. We got to have the gumption to even ask. But here's the problem. When we do ask, we don't believe it. We're like, God, stop the sun. Well, the sun's going down in a few minutes, guys, so we need to go on inside. Well, you should just ask God to stop the sun. Why? Well, he didn't stop it. Yeah, because you didn't believe it. Why, why do we not believe what the Word of God says? We believe it to save our hearts. We believe it to save our souls. Why can't we believe it to answer our prayers? Romans 10 and 17 says, So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So you hear the Word of God and you get faith. You hear it again and you got faith. You hear it again and you got faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing again. The more you hear the Word of God, the more your faith increases. Um, 2013 or earlier, I forget when it was, um, Stephen Furtick wrote a book about this called Sun Stand Still. I think I read, read part or half the book. Most of the books in my, in my office and I've read, only read half of. You know? But I, I, was looking, I couldn't even find the book. The other day. I was trying to look for it and I couldn't find it. But I did have written down in my notes from a long time ago, um, a, uh, he, he wrote some faith confessions. And these faith confessions were confessions that he had that every day that, that would, would uh, increase his faith, to help him get more towards an audacious faith process. Okay? And I just want to read them to you real quick so you can, you can hear what they were. And I got Bible written scriptures and references for each one of those that, that, that he did, actually, if you want those. He says, I am fully forgiven and free from all my shame and condemnation. I act in audacious faith to change the world in my generation. I have no fear or anxiety. I trust in the Lord with all my heart. I am able to fulfill the calling God placed on my life. I am fully resourced to do everything God has called me to do. I have no insecurity because I see myself the way God sees me. I am a faithful spouse and a godly parent, and our, my, our family is blessed. I am completely whole physically, mentally, and emotionally. I am increasing in influence and favor the kingdom of God, and in favor of the kingdom of God. I am enabled to walk in the sacrifice of, of the love of Christ. I have the wisdom of the Lord concerning every decision that I make, and I am protected from all harm and all evil in Jesus' name. Now, in 2013, I used to do a discipleship. As a, when I was a youth pastor, I would do a discipleship with teenagers. And every week on Tuesday nights at the church, I would have them come in, and we would spend two hours, and I would just pour into them. I would talk to them about, about God and how to be a Christian and how to live right and, and just different things. And, and, and when I heard about the faith confessions, I said, why don't we write our own faith confessions? And this is something that I want you all to do, if, if you all will, and you want your faith to increase. Go home and write th at least three but maybe five or maybe ten faith confessions that you believe personally. I'm going to read you from 2013 some of my faith confessions, and then I, I add a couple more at the end. But this is my faith confessions. I said, I will not be insecure anymore because I am God's masterpiece. I will trust God's plan because he sees the whole picture and I don't. I will not fear the enemy because Je Je um, Jehovah Sabaoth will fight my battle, and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I will put God first, my family second, and then my job. 
I will look at others as Christ, through Christ's eyes because mine are filtered with bias. Come on. We all judge people. If we're looking through our own eyes, every one of you in here are biased one way or the other. And I'm not just talk, I'm not talking about race and sex and all this kind of stuff. I'm just talking about in general. We're biased. To, I'm biased towards bacon, okay? You know, and I'm biased. To, it's a bias. It's just not a racial or, or, or a sexual thing. So, but, but we're all biased. So, so I'm gonna, I choose to put on, as, as I, as I, when I preach about it, I, my, I put on my God goggles, I call it. I got these God goggles that I, I spiritually put on, and I, I'm, I'm able to see through Christ's eyes rather than my own. Or I, I try to see through Christ's eyes. And so, so I'm saying, saying that I want to look through Christ's eyes. And then I will reach the hurt, the pain, the guilt, and the shame by showing them love, mercy, and grace. As well as I will forgive those who have hurt me because it has made me who I am today. I will also, um, I will only be what God has called me to be and not be what others want me to be or expect me to be. I will not be moved by the voices of the enemy because I will only listen to the voice of my Father in heaven. I will not let my past hurts dictate my future because I will use my past hurts to propel me into my destiny by learning from them and not dwelling on them. I will have audacious faith to believe for the impossible. And lastly, um, uh, yesterday morning I was studying in the motel room up there in Chesapeake, and, and I felt like this is something that God showed me. You probably already thought it, but this is what God spoke to me about. He said, when you get audacious faith to pray prayers that seem impossible to you, you release the Almighty God to do what was always possible with Him. It's always been possible. Your prayers that you have, that you're thinking, they have always been possible with God. From the beginning of time, they have always been possible. They just seem impossible with us. But the, but the thing is, we serve an impossible God. He, he's a God of impossibilities. All he's waiting for, all, for us is just to ask and have faith, audacious faith, to have the guts to say, God, do this for me, please. Your will be done, of course. I feel like, you know, hey, we're asking God for, hey, it's a miracle. It's impossible. A church this size to raise 150,000. We're at 43,000, praise God. We're chipping away at it, but, but, but we need to chip a little faster. You know? But that's not your fault. Y'all have given. We've done, I'm like, God, we, they've given. We've done stuff. We've done things to create. But, but now it's up to you. So let's, let's, let's continue to ask God for the impossibilities and say, God, we want that 150000 How about this right here? God, just, why don't you just give us a billing so we can keep the money we got? Let's have some audacious faith. Do you not believe that God can just give us a building? Hey, he can, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it for kingdom life, ain't he? You know why? Because we got audacious faith. We believe for the impossible. We believe that God can do it. And I believe God can do it for you. And I know that God can, but so, so I want to, I hope today this will increase your faith. That you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to believe that, that, that my son or my daughter that's just out there in pure evil is going to get saved. And I just kind of thought that it's never going to change. You know, I'm believing that, that, that quit, quit praying for God, God just pay that bill. Say, so, no God, get me totally out of debt so I can bless others. You know, God, hey, help me do this. just whatever your prayer is. You ain't got to ask God to stop the sun. That'd be kind of cool. Let me know if you do that. But ask God to increase your faith. When someone prayed in the Word of God, said, God, I believe. The man looked at Jesus and said, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, let me have audacious faith.
I thought what they used to tell me in high school, they said, they said uh, the teachers would say, hey, shoot for the moon. And if you miss, at least you'll be among the stars. So ask God. Say, God, I want you to stop the sun. But what if just daylight saving times come at least? <laughs> the days are a little longer. You know, God, I want you to do this right here. But even if you don't hit what it is, it's probably higher than what you originally were shooting for. Ask God. Don't be scared to ask God for big things. He is not intimidated by you. There's nothing that you can ask God for that, he is, that he's intimidated by you, that he is going to say, I, are you, you're crazy. I can't do that. What? God cares about you. It's time we quit praying these little puny, little, little puny, puny prayers and ask God to do bigger and greater things. God, move. Do this, God. And I believe God can do it. I know God can do it. And I, that's, I, did it, I did it with the Father's Day thing. I quit having, I was like, you know what? Let's don't give away, let's, let's, let's be audacious. Let's don't give away root beer. Let's go to the Panthers game. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm starting now, I mean, you know, that's, that's little, but I'm starting with it. I'm like, hey, let's do that. But churches and Christians today, we're weak and anemic in our faith. And that's why we don't see miracles, because we don't pray for miracles. That's why we don't see um, things happen like, like, like they used to. Because used to, when Grandma and Granddaddy had church, and they, they saw miracles and people walking and tumors fall off, you know why? Because they were saying, God, heal the sick, raise the dead, you know, heal the lame. And they did it, and God did it. But there's somewhere, you know, in the generation that we're in, we quit having that kind of faith. And we're weak, and we're anemic. And we're saying, God, can you just heal my headache? Somebody in the first service today came down and said, I, I, got, I got a really bad headache. I said, well, let's forget that headache. Let's, no, let's not pray that that headache goes away. Let's pray that you don't ever have a headache ever again. Let's just pray about it. Let's just, just shoot for it. I'm not saying be crazy. I am saying be crazy because just go to God and say, God, here's what we want. And if you're asking it for his glory and for his honor and for him, and to lift him up so he would be higher, high and lifted up, then that's going to be okay. If you're asking it for your own benefit, for your own selfishness, well, then keep your mouth shut because it ain't going to happen anyway. But if you're doing it for the glory of God and, and, and your motive is to, to make him look big, to say, look what God did. You know, when, when, why, why do I want God to give us a building? So, so we can say, look what kingdom life, that's a no. So we can say, look what God did. Because it's not about us. It's not about me. It's about him. Amen. So today, I, just, just by your hand, close your eyes. I just want to ask if there's anybody here today that will say, I'm Pastor Doug. I got, I need, I'm going to have faith today, and I've never done it before, but I want to ask Christ in my life, and I want Christ to come in my life and make me a Christian that I can change and be a better person. You know, and, and I, want, I, want, I try to ask this most every service, and, and if you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to be saved and you want to ask Christ to come in your life and, and let you be a Christian and, and be changed, and you want to have the faith today to start this, this process with God, would you just raise your hand and say, hey, I want to get saved. Please remember me and, and, and ask. I'm not going to embarrass you, but you just want to accept Christ in your life. Is there anybody here at all that want to accept Christ? Anybody at all? Amen, amen. Okay, okay, look at me, look at me. So how, who, who in here would say, you, you would, in just a second, you're going to stand up and say, Pastor Doug, I'm going to start believing that I'm going to have audacious faith, and I'm going to start praying prayers of faith. 
Okay, and I'm going to start believing for more from God, and I'm going to start asking more. And I'm not talking, like I said, I'm not talking about selfishness. I'm talking about stuff for His glory, for His honor, for His praise. And you're going to start believing for bigger things, and you're going to start trusting God for the impossibility stuff that you didn't even think could happen in your life that you know that can happen if God does it, and only God does it. And if that's you today, and you can say, I'm going to have audacious faith, I'm going to believe big things with God, I'm going to do like Joshua. And I'm going to, if that's you, would you just stand right now and say, I'm going to have audacious faith. I'm going to believe big things for God. Amen, amen. So look, so if Joshua by himself and prayed that and he stopped the sun, and God's no respecter of persons, look at this. Look around. How about, how about if this many people got together and prayed for something audacious? Look what God can do through kingdom life. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every soul that stood today. And I pray, God, for your glory that they come back, God, with, with, with miracles and signs and wonders and, and astronomically crazy things, God, that you did for their life so they can come and share with us so we can share with the world how amazing you are. God, you are the God of Joshua, and you're also the God of kingdom life today. You haven't changed. You haven't slowed down. You haven't lost any power. You haven't lost your glory. You haven't lost your ability for miracles. You haven't lost your ability for signs and wonders. You haven't lost your ability to do the great things that you can do because you are the, the God of impossibilities. Thank you today, God. Increase our faith. God, I, I don't want just the, 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 uh, the faith of a mustard seed to move a mountain. I want to stop the sun. Maybe not physically, but, but, but spiritually and figuratively. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you, that you infuse right now in every individual in this room faith to do what they need to do for you, for your glory. In Jesus' name, infuse. Let faith arise in this house. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I have audacious faith. Amen. I can't wait to see you next week. God bless you. I love you so much. You're amazing. You're such a big deal to me. Have a wonderful day. I love you all.
inside